Welcome to episode 74 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and I'm going to share with you today how I stayed organized in my classroom all year long. But first, here's a question I have for you. Does the physical layout of the classroom affect learning? Well, that would be a resounding yes, because when your classroom is organized effectively for your students, they know what their responsibilities are and your expectations of them as well. It provides the students with a sense of structure. For example, having an assignment on the board or student desk when kids enter the class in the morning. Classroom organization is very important as it allows students to get classroom materials much more efficiently and just as important it drastically lessens the probability of unwanted behavior and provides for a more comfortable learning environment. With that said, let's take a look at arranging the space in your classroom. Not only should arranging space reflect your teaching style, but your own personal preferences as well. Things like plants, flowers, rugs, soft chairs, or pillows for a reading center. Ultimately, what you should want is a child-centered, warm, colorful, comforting learning atmosphere. By adding things such as functional bulletin boards, posters, and perhaps a CD player. It would be prudent to visit a colleague's classroom for some suggestions. Other schools, and perhaps take a look at Pinterest. There are lots of great ideas there. This way, you'd have different perspectives as to how to go about organizing and decorating your classroom. There are so many teachers that prefer to create different areas within the classroom. Things like learning centers, listening station, computer science stations, guided reading area, etc. You're really limited by your imagination. The sky's the limit here. Easy access to supplies and materials can eliminate disruptions, delays, and overall confusion as students prepare for their activities. It's a good idea to make available in various other areas of the room. Frequently used materials like pencils, paper, scissors, glue sticks, markers, post-it notes, etc. to cut down on waiting in line or waiting to begin an activity. Let's address desk placement. I know when I was back in school, desks were placed in nice little neat rows with the teacher's desk up front. Well, I believe that those days are going by the wayside. Teachers now are arranging desks in different configurations, such as in groups of four, U-shaped, stadium seating, or semicircular arrangements. One thing to keep in mind, though, during the critical first days of school is that you want to make sure that you make eye contact with every student and that you have easy access to each student. You want to make sure that no student's back is facing you or that your back is not facing toward any student. I find that during those first days of school, stadium seating works very well. After all, you want to make sure that you maintain eye-to-eye contact with students as you are teaching your classroom expectations, rules, and classroom procedures. Then at some point as determined by you, desks can be arranged to accommodate cooperative learning activities. Now let's go ahead and move on to environmental features. The classroom temperature, noise level, and lighting can also have an impact on student learning. Create well-lit and dimly lit areas in the classroom, if at all possible, by rearranging furniture, repositioning bookcases and plants. It's a fact that some kids learn better in bright light and others in low light. If the situation warrants, let the children sit where they feel most comfortable. Provide ample opportunities to get children up and moving around. Brain research suggests that students learn much better and retention improves when kids are given the opportunity to get up and move around. Think about this. As adults, would you want to sit in a straight back hard chair all day without moving? I don't think so. 
plan to give your students at least 20 minutes per day to get up and moving during the instructional day. Now, this does not include recess or gym class. Uh, this could be as simple as a two to three minutes here and there or five minutes or so, whatever is appropriate at the time. Also try introducing a new topic in a different part of the room. Research also indicates that students will associate that area with the topic and will have better recall and recollection of the material presented. Set guidelines for informal use of classroom furniture. In other words, on occasion when it's appropriate, allow kids to sit on pillows in soft chairs or simply lounge on the carpet. That will give children a break from sitting in those hard chairs. Research suggests that students achieve more and pay better attention when they are in comfortable settings. Doesn't that just make sense? <laughs> Teach children to be aware of temperature preferences. The bottom line here is to encourage your kids to always dress accordingly. Temperature preferences differ widely. It goes without saying that most kids can't concentrate when it's either too hot or too cold. Now this wraps up talking about the physical environment of the classroom. I want to move on to classroom organization ideas for teacher resources. What I found to be highly beneficial was spending more time up front in terms of setting up your filing system, organizing your references and resources, both digital and printed, and refurbishing your chart storage area. You will find that it pays off tremendously because when the first day of school rolls around, you want to be ready to hit the ground running. First, let's discuss your filing cabinet. What has worked best for me was color coding each of the five file drawers with a colored circular dot that I put on cardstock and laminated, then hot glued it to the center of each drawer. For example, all my ELA activities and lesson material would have a blue dot displayed. My math activities and lessons would have a green dot. Science activities and lessons would have a red dot. Social studies uh, would have a yellow dot. And my project-based learning material would have a purple dot displayed. Now, with a system like this in place, it makes it so much easier to retrieve activity or lesson material in a snap. You don't have to go hunt things down or get frustrated or aggravated. Another classroom idea is to create student portfolios, whereby a representative display of the student's best work can be maintained. And by the way, these come in super handy during parent-teacher conferences or when support services are discussed. Displaying student work is important as it serves to motivate and encourage children to do their best work. I would assign each student a number and organize their work accordingly on the bulletin board. Now when it came to student absences, what I found to work well was to create a folder placed in an easily accessible area of the room whereby when a child returns to class, all he or she has to do is take out the material that's in the folder and complete the assignment or assignments that they missed. Incidentally, I assign a student to maintain the folder, so it makes it really easy on the teacher. I want to share a management system that I have used for years and years that has helped me to meet all deadlines. It was my suspense file system. There are many ways that you can do this, but what I used was an accordion file numbered uh, 1 through 31 that you can get at any office supply store. So let's say that you have a meeting scheduled with a parent, an IEP meeting, an S-team meeting, or some report due to the office. You simply drop a note or the correspondence into the appropriate day. And there you have it. You'll never miss a deadline again. This has served me well through the years. Just make sure that you check it each morning when you come to work. Here are some additional tips to keep things running smoothly. 
homework trays labeled one for each subject that you teach. So when the students arrive in the classroom in the morning, they know exactly which specific tray to turn in their assignment. In terms of student papers and assignments, a strategy that has served me well was to use three labeled single trays that were broken down as follows. One tray labeled papers to be graded, another tray labeled graded work, and the last tray labeled papers to be filed. Again, I assigned a student to the task of filing student work in their folders. Now for filing away student work that is sent home weekly, a milk crate with hanging files works very, very well and is ideal for not only filing student work, but class newsletters, school correspondence, etc. I also assign this to a student to take care of this. Okay, let's discuss the readers, writers, poetry workshop, and word study materials. One could go to the Dollar Tree and get some dishwashing tubs. Type and label each appropriately and mount them on cardstock, then laminate and hot glue uh, the labels to the front of each respective tub. Another great thing to have prepared in advance is parent communication packets. These packets are typically handed out during the first day of school to go home with the children or if your school does parent teacher night or open house night prior to the start of school. Each packet should contain a welcome letter, contact information, class schedule, homework policy, discipline plan, reward system, etc. Another good idea is to have new student bags ready to go for when you get new students that arrive to your class after the school year has begun. And I have to tell you, you will be glad that you did this. This tip will certainly reduce your stress level. Let's talk about classroom ideas for student materials and supplies. To organize crayons, markers, paper, uh, glue sticks, post-it notes, etc., keep them in stored baskets. Places like Dollar uh, Tree or Target has some really good baskets for these purposes. Label everything such as student baskets, bins, cubbies, books, or any other thing that you find necessary. When students are working in cooperative groups, table caddies work wonders. Everything is right there at their disposal. If at all possible, provide students with their own bins for storing things like supplies and books. Now I want to go ahead and talk about some surefire ways to an organized classroom. Organize your classroom can, in fact, be overwhelming, and keeping organized through the year is even tougher to do. Now, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some surefire ways that will get you started in the right direction. Unfortunately, classroom organization isn't taught in college. Be it as it may, you don't have to do everything all at once. Pace yourself. Do a little at a time. As a side note, that's why I recommend that you gain access to your classroom at least four to five days prior to officially reporting for work. When you start the year with a place for everything, then it becomes easier to keep everything in its place. If you're like me, it's difficult at best to work in a classroom that is in total disarray. Getting your classroom organized, I might add, is mentally exhausting. Like I said earlier, you don't have to try to do everything all at once. You'll go nuts. I would take some time and develop a list of areas that you want to address and check them off when they're completed. Now, if by chance you're going to a different new building, you might want to back that up uh, an additional few days, like perhaps maybe at least seven working days prior to you going to work. Now, what would be helpful is to divide your classroom into sections. For example, your classroom library section, your reading center, various centers, files, guided reading area, etc. I would start with your teacher's desk and work your way out. Create a place for everything so that you can find what you need when you need it. 
Now I want to talk about getting creative with storage. Baskets come in real handy for storing all kinds of things. You can get these from stores like Walmart, Target, and Dollar Tree. These can be neatly stacked up on shelves, closets, or under extra desks that you may have. Now, as far as anchor charts go, which I had used a ton of, these can be rolled up and rubber banded and placed in a laundry basket or a tall, clean trash can or a tall box. Then you can simply rotate out the ones you're not using. Teach your kids how to stay organized. Now, this is something I really impressed upon them the first month of school. Something that will pay off in big dividends is teaching your kids during the first week of school Uh, what your expectations are regarding keeping their desk organized by explaining and modeling your expectations. Now, it's a great time saver to label and color code everything. I can't say that enough. Let me just say using a number system will save you an enormous amount of time. Number your class roster, computers, cubbies, bins, books, and anything else that you think will help you. Think about it. This way you're not just changing out name labels every time you turn around, which in and of itself will save a bunch of time. It's also a great idea to have students put their student number on every piece of paper they turn into you. You'll see it'll make filing papers a breeze. Consider color coding your anchor charts so that you could readily identify the subject that you want to display. Now I want to address the use of Ziploc bags to organize classroom materials. Quart size Ziploc bags are perfect for chapter books and small group readers. Now the gallon size bags work very well for storing center material, vocabulary cards, word wall cards, and anything else that gets changed out. Small sandwich bags work great for storing base 10 blocks or CDs. Label your classroom library. When book bins are labeled, it makes it so much easier to find things. Also, what's helpful is color coding the books and corresponding book bins. That way, children know exactly which bin the book goes into. Organizing your instruction. A crate with hanging folders for each day of the week. This is where one could place copies, lesson activities, homework, spelling lists, etc. Again, precluding having to search around for these things. Assign student jobs. Children love to be assigned jobs to help out. This way they take ownership and learn to be responsible. Furthermore, assigning jobs to students will make your job a whole lot easier. Well, my friend, this brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you found the information to be of value. If I can be of help to you in jumpstarting your classroom management skills, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Simply contact support at info at steveheileseducationalresources.education. That's info at steveheileseducationalresources.education. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.